0: what is up y'all i'm your host eli vasquez and you are listening to the self-hype podcast where we dissect and discover all things personal development deeper thinking and ways to unapologetically love ourselves in the digital age what's up y'all before we get into the episode uh i just want to share different ways we could be better connected in these digital streets a space where we make the internet human and a space that we push each other to be our best selves. So one way you could join the family is our free Facebook group. Are you looking for an accountability group? Are you looking for a support system? Are you looking for a daily dose of motivation, content, interviews, and workshops? The Facebook group link is in the bio. It's free. Join it, and you get to hang out with multiple like-minded people in these digital streets. If you want to take it to the next level, we have... Our personal development accelerator program where you work with me personally and my self-hype team to help you improve your social media growth, improve your personal life, and to 10x your productivity. So if you're struggling with your mindset, if you're struggling with your business, or if you're struggling with your overall relationships, if you're telling yourself, I'm having these bad days and they are taking me away from the relationships and the business growth and the money in my life, this is something to check out. What's up again, So5 family? Very exciting episode today. Uh, so much to talk about and discuss. I'm meeting with Salorm Kaplani. She is this amazing musician, content creator, influencer, and overall homie. I've got to see her growth so much in so many different ways where she's been able to turn a hard situation into something great where we discuss how to positively and proactively use the digital space for us as a tool and also how a negative situation in life could turn into something that ultimately leads to growth and positivity that we ultimately needed. And we talk about how a nine to five isn't always the answer, how a lot of the times your passions are what ultimately lead you to the growth that you need personally and also professionally. I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. There's so many great nuggets to apply to your own life. If you're looking to take a chance, if you're looking, if you just got through a negative situation in your life and you finally have the chance to follow your passions, there's so many things to dive into, and I'm so excited for you all to listen. Here's the conversation.
1: La la, So Salorm! hi! You are the
0: first guest in the Self High podcast. Oh my god! How does it feel? You're in this like euphoric space of it's wood amazing. and greenery and all the yeah. things. You know, you know get you know, all the yeah, vibes. okay starting off right love it I love it and I and I will not and I and I and I I thank you for being in this space and taking the time to to come here and do this I know you're you're a dear friend of mine content creator in your own right influencer musician artist producer all the things uh and I'm excited to just dive into just all that makes you you all your inspirations and really kind of hear your narrative of how you got to this position right now. Because I think we are uh, so much in our uh, bubbles of the day-to-day grind of it all that uh, we don't take the time to experience how we got here, validate and be grateful of how far we came. And also all the people that follow you and that are, mm-hmm. are stands of, of the Salor movement to get to know you a little more and then uh, and everything else. Because you've been so, like, you're so multi... Okay, this is the interesting thing about the self hype Podcast. Because we have a very particular... Friendship, me and Salorm she's like very much annoying little sister. So the fact, like, but Selfie Podcast is a very positive, uplifting space. So you can't so going me. I can't. Well, we'll see. I to be authentic, but also I want to also give you kudos because you've been you've excelled in every space that you've been in, oh, and I think you. that's so phenomenal because you're a musician first, mm-hmm. and and I remember just finding your music. You didn't even like share send me a link or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I just did. found like an old video of like. I think it was like paper planes, or what was the track called?
1: What, maybe you heard that at a performance. I was a performance, yeah. yeah.
0: And I fell in love with it, and I shared it to friends. And I was like, like this is a woman of color that you don't normally see with vocals like this, creating music like this, because you made it yourself. And I'm like, this is like pe- the world needs to hear this. And I was so inspired by your voice. And then I got to know you as a content creator and producer, and we got to make videos together. We went to Vegas. We did all the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited for the world to get to know you a little more, and, and for us to connect in a deeper way. So, uh, but yes, I'm so impressed with you, and I'm so impressed how you've been able to go for your passions more than anything before this year or last year into this year. And we'll talk about that as well. So, yeah, is there is there anything you would like to add for yourself? Did I miss out on anything? Is like intro wise?
1: Oh, I feel like other people sometimes give better intros. us than we do for ourselves sometimes you know because i can be so like i mean i feel like it's unhumble to say humble like to call myself humble but i can be sometimes i can be so modest like yeah i mean i did that i did this but for me it's just like it feels like my daily grind Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean yeah i've been doing a lot more music since i've stopped working like full-time at buzzfeed i've Mm -hmm. been just pursuing like what exactly is it that i want to do what what do i want to do with my life uh-huh. a little bit more and so that's been that's been new yeah
0: and that's such a beautiful creative space to be because i mean that post buzzfeed era where so many people transitioned out it was a scary time you don't really know what's the next mm-hmm. chapter of your life especially when it came just out of nowhere and i and i and it's really cool that you've been able to see it in a light of oh now i could really what kind what's the life that i want to live creatively Yeah, it's like, a really cool space to be uh what was your kind of like process of discovery like do you feel like you're in a good place now Of like okay this is exactly what I want are you very much in a space of like oh what are all the things I can do and create
1: I think there's always like a little bit of like I mean I I feel like mentally I'm always a little bit like scatterbrained about like what I want to do like I know I know what I want to do but there's there's always other things too you know like I know I want to do music but then like I have these passions in video production too and I'm like well I can use those you know I can use those to like work in tandem with my music and I don't know I'm always like I I have this desire to learn about other things and grow in so many different ways and so it's just like kind of like making the time to do all those things like if I want to like learn a new language or something like that I just like I try to like focus my mind at certain times so mm. do all those things. Yeah, it's
0: pretty great. And then, but your your schedule is different now because oh, yeah. like Buzzfeed was like nine to six, like mm-hmm. that was the majority of your day. And yeah, there is creative expression with videos and whatnot, but but now it's like how how has been the adaptation of of schedule of everything else? Like, cause you're now your yeah. own boss full time. You know, like, you have to set those deadlines and everything else. Because you just came out with a recent project, a recent music video project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Because even then, it's funny because I think after leaving BuzzFeed, and I feel like a lot of my friends who left around the same time as me kind of had a similar narrative. It was like I was really trying to figure out how to make my work life work for me. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of different jobs. And I a lot of jobs that i was i was doing were meant to like give me free time so i could do other things but what we sometimes find is that like a lot of things that are 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 sometimes they can be even longer than that you know like i think i had jobs where i thought i would be there from 9 to 6 and then i'd it'd be 8 p.m. and i'd be like can i go home <laughs> you know <laughs> and so i think it was like a lot of like trial and error of like being like okay what kind of work environment does work for me what work environment does not work for me like what can i not do i i mean i had a job in um santa monica where i was kind of just doing editing and it was great the work environment was cool they had avocados there i was (laughs) it was great you know but it was so far
0: did they have an avocado tree or was it just They just had a lot of
1: avocados just
0: like raw avocados just chilling in like what the break room or like what is that they
1: just had them that's such a Santa Monica thing. Wait,
0: where'd you live at this time where you had to work at Santa I, Monica?
1: I lived in Echo Park. I just moved to like oh, Echo Lord. Park from Larchmont. So either way, like I was facing a horrible commute.
0: Yeah, so people that aren't from LA, that's like, you know, what whatever state you live in, that's like driving to a different state. That's yeah. the, the, like traffic wise. So
1: so it was like, okay, so in the morning, it would be like a thirty to f- 30 to 40 minute drive. At night, it was like nearly like two hours sometimes to get home and I was like, I can't do this. And so it was hard because it was like I wanted to go home and do music. But like I'd get home and I'm like, I'm so tired. And I just automatically I decided like I can't do that one, you know. And I had to I had to leave. I had to bounce. But I did like it there. But I think as time goes on, I've been like better at like just leaving things. I
0: was going to say. Yeah. Because you've been at BuzzFeed for years. And yeah. we've had conversations where it's like, oh, man, I really got to focus on this music. I really got to take more time into this. And, yeah, you left BuzzFeed. And now you saying that, like, oh, this isn't working for me. I'm moving on. Yeah. Like, how was... That was is... so
1: hard to get to that point.
0: Because so many people struggle with that. They yeah. stay in spaces for far too long out of the fear. But now it seems like you are you know what works, what doesn't. And Yeah.
1: I think it's like I don't want to get myself in situations that don't quite feel natural for me anymore. Mm. Like... Yeah, it was extremely hard for me to leave BuzzFeed because I was like, well, I need to find something better. You know, I need to find a better gig. And what I've learned, what you learn is that like every job is a job, you know, like I have friends who work at like Google and Apple and everything like that. And like, you know, they're kind of in the same boat and they're like, how is it at BuzzFeed? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so wild because yeah it's like everyone looking like across the the way how is it, it over there is it grass greener is it grass greener? yeah
1: but it's not that's the thing like people mm-hmm. are like oh i'm trying to find something better i'm like you might not like wow. it's as horrible as it sounds but like you might work to something better mm-hmm. i think though you might work to finding a place where you can pursue your interest and also maybe like have like stability you mm-hmm. might work to like creating your own thing on the side or like having your own business, you know? Right away, it's not going to feel like a better gig, but I think it's about the work that you put into it and realizing what works for you and what doesn't, you know? Mm, that's yeah. that's just one of the things, you know? I feel that, and
0: that's like, that's so real because we're always constantly saying, uh, could it be better? Could it, could it, like, it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the tender life that we're living of like, well, yeah, I got this, but is it better? Well, it's, but it more so comes down to like, okay, what am I doing that are passions to me? Exactly. What is, like the self-sustaining thing, the long-term yeah. business, focusing on music, you know, whatever else. And it's, it's a, such a great lesson to learn. So when you're at BuzzFeed and you're at this job, like what was your mindset then?
1: When I was like working full Yeah. Time.
0: When you're, when you're working full-time at BuzzFeed and you knew you had to take these passions or whatever else. Cause it, it, what I'm thinking is it's interesting that like now you're in a space of all this understanding where before, like what? What were the fears or the excuses that you made in in place to not, you know, have that realization? I guess. I
1: mean, healthcare is what. <laughs> yeah, it's like, real. We like healthcare, like yeah. We like, stand healthcare. We do. Yeah. St- <laughs> like I'm fine now. Like that coping but like, life. Oh, yeah, dang that. I wish. I hope the government figures that out real quick. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was one big thing. Stability, and it's also just like. You know, you go to a lot of places that are digital media mm. and they're trying to be like BuzzFeed and you're like, why? And I mean, like, just because it's like you should be your own thing, you know? Right. And then, like, you try to move out of the digital space and a, it's almost like you have to start from the ground up. And mm. you don't even know how to start from the ground up because, like, right. people think you're in a completely different, like, field, you mm. know? And so, I mean, like, I mean, that's just... It's just ho- it's just Hollywood. It's kids. The business, what can I say? It's the business.
0: <laughs> but it's like you're you're going through so many like scary hoops, and, yeah. And I'm sure like if we had this conversation like a couple of years ago, you being in all these spaces, taking these chances, being stepping out of the digital space would be pretty daunting to you. I'm I'm curious like so how do you how do you keep moving in that space rather than just folding? Or then, then settling in you know the digital I
1: mean? space or like, or like man. even
0: moving in and out because the, the goal is music, which we're definitely going to talk yeah. about, but you see opportunities that don't work for you or you step out and say, oh man, I have to start from the ground up. I'm sure it could be pretty demoralizing, not only for you, but for a lot of people, right? Of just like, oh, look at me trying or look at me trying to find other opportunities yet. It's not really fulfilling me. And then plus you have this dream that no one else sees, mm-hmm. which is your passions what do you use or what, what like, in yourself that keeps you going in that or staying confident or believing in uh, finding the right opportunity for you and then also still sustaining that vision?
1: I mean, I think you have to keep your eye on your own individual prize, you know? Mm. Like, I think for me with music it can be so hard because it's not like I have like, – like, songwriting, for example, like, I feel like I have to, like, be in a certain place – and, like, get myself, like, in a certain, like, mood to mm. do it, you know? Like, sometimes I'll just do it when I'm in my car. But, you know, it's, it's like, such a... It's a thing that you really have to make time for sometimes, too. And so I think with music, I've kind of learned that I have to... I have to treat it almost like a job, you know? Mm. I mean, yeah, you have to treat it like a job. I work well when I schedule times that I'm going to do things. And I, I put myself in situations where I'm held accountable Mm. for like actually doing that work. Like I hadn't really collaborated with anyone that much until like this year. Like I'd had, I have two friends that I've written songs with before this year, but like this year was like, you know, songwriting camps, meeting with other people. I went to London, literally just to songwrite with a bunch of different people. It was, it was so much like mind work. Like people don't understand. It's so strenuous, you know? I mean, one thing that kind of made me realize that, like, 9 to 6 wasn't for me. Like, I had this really amazing opportunity. This one guy had flown from London to write with me for a week. And, like, the entire week, all his time was mine. You know? Like, mm-hmm. we were going to write together that entire time. But I was like, crap, I'm still working this full-time job. You know? Yeah. And what sucked was, like, okay, well, it's 9 to 6. But it was, like, a lot closer to the holidays. So 9 to 6 became 9 to 8. You know, mm. and so I was so anxious that whole time because I'm like, I'm supposed to be writing with this person. So I would leave work and I would go to the Airbnb that he was at and then we'd write. And it was just it was strenuous because it was like we'd write till like 5 a.m. because mm. we didn't have like time in the day. Right. So we'd write till like 5 a.m. in the morning and then I'd like tired drive home and then wake up to go to work at like 9 or 10. And wow. I'm just like it was a lot and that was like i just i kind of had wished that i had left at that time and just yeah. like focused but it, i think it's like moments like that where you're like you have to find a you have to find like a work life balance mm-hmm. that works for the other jobs that you want to do you know what i mean that's
0: interesting
1: yeah. yeah
0: i mean it's it's hard right you hear all those stories of the people that like sacrifice 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 like no sleep whatever else it's hard and dude. it's and it's difficult <laughs> i mean it's like so not hard, hard
1: isn't like oh it's hard it's like sometimes it's not always like the healthiest option too and and, you and, know?
0: It, and, there, and there are options there are options i think we we feel like if we're not struggling or hustling yeah. or not being sleep deprived we're not working hard enough which i think is a really unhealthy no. way to look at it because i would be at BuzzFeed hours before it opened and stay hours after it closed. Right, right. And I'm like, this is not healthy. Like, what is my personal life? What like, you know, what, what I have nothing to do at home. Like I don't mm-hmm. like, at least get a dog or something, but yeah, I, I totally get that. And you made the decision to be in a better space. So it's interesting, like to find that, find that balance of your personal life, but find the balance of your passions. I exactly. think that's like really important as well. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty dope. Also, I'm enjoying the, the pants. I'm getting very, like, orange, uh, orange. Spice Girl, early 90s dance member crew vibes. Very nice, very nice stuff. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I, um, I just,
0: I don't know. That was the thought when you first walked in. I'm like, okay. You're very, like, BuzzFeed fashion-esque. You're very, well, like, come from that world.
1: I like, okay, so you know, like, the brand Dolls kills, Kill, right? I don't right? know what
0: that is. What, what it's is...
1: a brand that, like, me and, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, like, a popular, like, Kind of, like, teen kind of brand. It's not teen. Like, I mean, anyone can wear it, honestly. Okay. But it's very fun. Like, it's very fun when you go in there. It's, like, style. Like, the room is styled like a club, literally. And, like, they're opening, I think, like, they have a DJ up there. They have a DJ up there while you shop. Like, a DJ wow. booth. And so it's interesting. But so I had done a video with them a while ago. And I got on their, like, influencer list. Like, full disclosure. Like, I have not. This shirt I didn't buy. These pants, I did buy. But, like, a lot of my things look like that because, like, I don't like to go shopping anymore. And, like, if I can just get free clothes, I'll take them.
0: Look at this woman. She's taking advantage in the best way possible, by the way.
1: This is more of,
0: like, a a kudos to you, though. But it's, like, because we're talking about the struggle and these spaces and this time. we got to, like, take a moment and be like, I get free clothes from brands.
1: It's nice, yeah. Like, that's
0: pretty badass. Like, I get overwhelmed at times. I'm like oh, God, I got to, like, record this podcast and I got to do this, like, do this post for this brand and I got to, you know, go shoot this video or something right. and I'm like, go produce this film that I'm doing. And I'm like, I well, look, I get to do this stuff. I get to get, exactly. get free product, get paid to do these experiences, get to, to create shit with my no? friends.
1: There was a moment when I was shooting my music video and, like, literally, like, man, like, I did that whole thing. You know, like, I mean, like, not that I did everything. Oh, yeah. But, like... I, like, organized that shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I paid everyone, and it was a weird experience because I'm just not used to being, like, the boss and, like, my money being, like, people's paychecks. Yeah. So it was a weird experience. And my friend Olivia, who's my who was, like, my makeup artist on set, she, like, when I sat down, she was like, you know this is, like, not a normal thing, right? Like, you know that you're doing something really extraordinary. And I'm like...
0: <laughs> That's real. That's such a, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And so it was just like, it, it was such a big project. Like, I'm glad we got to finish it. But, like, yeah, I think I wasn't like cognizant, cogniz- I wasn't yeah. like aware, you know, yeah. that it was, that I was doing something kind of cool, you it's, know? It's
0: wild. Yeah. Cause it's like, we get so wrapped up and overwhelmed. And then, yeah. And then after it's all said and done, like, oh, wow, I did it. It's, it's, yeah. I, we kind of need those moments even in our day to day lives to be like, I, get free clothes like I yeah I guess have a (laughs) a podcast show or like we're we're influencers in a city that people dream about like it's it's those little reminders of gratitude that are so important even me like giving you those kudos in the very beginning of this conversation of like oh yeah I am doing those things and that is a thing and it's like
1: I'm so proud of you too honestly what? I am oh my goodness so nice thank you
0: so much oh I appreciate that yeah it's (laughs) I think it's cool that, you know, we focus so much on numbers in this influence space yeah. that I'm like, I'm curious on your perspective on all of it. Like we're, being at BuzzFeed is such a bubble of numbers. And, and mm, yeah. uh, we were just talking like an intermission between episodes of just like, okay, this is the numbers that we're getting. These are the numbers that we want. But also I got a message about this uh, woman that was like having a hard time. She listened to her, the, my self-love episode. She's like, I just, she's from France. She's like, I just walked in my neighborhood and just listened to your podcast. And it was great. Thank you. I was like, oh wow, we're really like touching people. We're really, I like, listened to your
1: podcast.
0: Like, I did. You, know, you actually listen to my podcast?
1: The one with Daisha.
0: Oh, the yeah, the, yeah, the Love Podcast. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I listened. To um, that. But yeah, it's cool that we could connect with people. Yeah, those Kinda numbers. Call me out. <laughs> all right, go, oh,
1: duh, which one?
0: Yeah, all that. God. But anyway, it's 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 dope. Like, do you feel? Do you feel overwhelmed with this influencer life, like the posting and the followers and the everything? Like, what's, what's how do you kind of like live your life personally while still being,
1: yeah, in this space? I think I have definitely gone through changes with that because I think probably like last year I was like super like all about it. Like I would post every single day. Mm-hmm. I would feel like I needed like a new outfit or something like that every time I posted. Wow. You know, a lot of time was spent doing social media. And, like, I mean, I, I still, like, felt weird, like, like, I'm with my friends. Like, not, like I mean, I don't think I was, like, that bad yeah. or anything. But, like, now it's, like, I just, I, like, I don't know. I I try to, like, take a break from it. And that break gets longer and longer sometimes. Like, I have been posting. Yeah. But I don't think I'm, like, that, I don't feel like I'm as tuned into it as I was before. Mm. And, like, I don't know. I just... I don't want to get too wound up in it because I don't like the way it can feel when it doesn't make you feel like you're doing
0: yes. good work,
1: you know? Yeah. Like if I like a picture of myself and I post it and it doesn't get as many likes as like another picture that I posted or something mm. like that, I'm just like, oh, well, that completely invalidates I my suck. my yeah. happiness towards <laughs> this picture. Like, it's just like, what? Now I've been getting to this habit of like I'll post and I just will close Instagram. Like literally, that's great. you know, I mean, it's either like I'll still go on the app eventually, but right. I just don't, I don't want to be so affected by like, by that, mm. you know, I don't think it's, it's important enough to be in fact affected by that, you know, because mm. your whole life shouldn't just be that, exactly. you know, exactly. even influencers, even influencers who are like super popular, you know, there's so much that should be going on in the back end, you know, you shouldn't mm. just be taking pictures and posting, you should be Living your life, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's the big thing that I, like, try to say to people is that, you know, the number one thing to social media is to not be on social media. Like, exactly. it's like, I'm like, how do I do dope content? It's like, live your life. Exactly. Like, and, and post it. You're doc- you're documenting the things and actions and the passions that right. you're doing. Uh,
1: and don't live your life to post. Don't you know? live your life to
0: post. Yeah, yeah. It very much should be a, a tool. If you're going to be the influencer business, like, that. make it a tool, but don't, right. like once it starts dictating your self-worth then that's a problem exactly and then I think that's that's the issue like I'm glad I'm, that's interesting how you said like you post and then just like don't don't look at anything. yeah
1: because yeah. I used to, oh my god I used to literally just like watch the numbers like go up or something like that mm. and it's like it's, like I don't like that I don't like feeling like I'm that person yeah that's like so obsessed with like how it's increasing and then I'm comparing myself to like other friends or something like that like oh she gets this many likes in five minutes but i get this many likes in five minutes like i suck like what (laughs)
0: it's kind of what you said in the beginning like stay in your own lane like that's how that's how we stay and and grow and be consistent how do you feel about the word influencer i'm very curious it's
1: funny because you know i watched this one interview where i forget who was talking about honestly someone knows but it was basically this guy kind of calling out, like, influencer culture in a bit. And he was like, who are you influencing? What do You, you have to think about what you're influencing people yeah. to do. You know, like, are you influencing people to feel good about themselves or are you just trying to use this to make yourself feel good? Are you influencing people to go vote? Are you influencing them to, you know, hype themselves mm-hmm. up, kind of like you're doing? I, I think we had a conversation about this a while yeah. ago when you were starting this. And so, yeah, it kind of got me thinking. I was like this whole platform, like, when someone looks at it, is it just, like, a bunch of pictures of my face? Or, like, am I, like, influencing people to, like, be happy, to feel good, Mm -hmm. to live their best lives, you know? And it it doesn't have to be something so specific. If you're into fashion and you just want to, like, inspire people to feel confident in what they're wearing or something like that, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But I think at a certain point, yeah, you do have to think about what you're influencing people to do, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, even the people with the twerk vote videos and pics and stuff, I'm like, you know what, you're entertaining exactly, in a certain way. You're, exactly. you're promoting, you know, living your best life, getting them cheeks exactly. out. And that's, that's influence.
1: Like, that's that's yeah, influence and, and in a sense, there's, happy. There's
0: that, too. And I think that's a good being intentional. Like, what is yeah. the value that I'm giving people? And it's a little less selfless yeah. or egotistical. And I don't, I don't want know. to
1: knock down anybody's, like, anybody's thing, you know, because, I mean... I mean but right. sometimes it's, like, if you find your niche and it's working, you just kind of go with it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's just interesting because I hear I hear it. People call me it if I'm, like, going to, like, events or something. Or, like, oh, he's an influencer. And I'm, like, I want to, like, hide my face. I, like, there's this automatic just, like, oh, you're the part of the problem. You're, like, Aww. the part of the issue, the social media issue of douchebaggery. But, yeah, it's, like, it's very much then I have to give the spiel of, like, we're all influencers in our own ways. Like, you could influence your family, your, your coworkers, your spaces mm-hmm. that you're in, you know, and... And it's, uh, it, but yeah, to have this platform, it's like, okay, what are my passions? What are my tools? And like, how can I best work in this space? Right. What are some ways? Because you are an influencer, <laughs> like or not, Storm. You, you post and turn it off. That's. Is there any other like healthy habits that you that helps you kind of live your life more in this digital space?
1: Yeah, I think I'm trying to really force myself to use. Instagram is a way to just better myself. Like, when I say that, like, in terms of, like, music, when I do something, like, I post more music, like, post more clips of me singing, post more videos or something like Mm. that. Like, it's good because, for one thing, it gets me to practice. It gets me to practice a lot more. Like, if I do a live stream or something like that of me singing or, like, I do a cover or something like that, like, that's all, I think, good, you know, because Mm. it really... You know, it pushes me to like keep working and keep working on my craft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like the type of people that it attracts. You know, because it attracts other musicians, it attracts mm-hmm. other people who love music or are aspiring to do music, and it makes me happy when I put that stuff out there. You know, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of the ways that I've been trying to like utilize, like change the way I utilize my s- social mm. media. I feel that. Yeah,
0: that's the what fears the fears I have with you know, young people growing up in the algorithm, like they, mm. they grew up in it. Yeah, and, uh, and it's it's like they grew up in the matrix, essentially. That's like, that's how I'm seeing it. And I like, I, I speak to like younger people and they're, they're like so like heartbroken over losing followers or like, mm. you know, posting things. And I think it provides a lot of opportunities business-wise and everything else. But it's like, yeah, then then we grow up in it and thinking that's our self-worth or value of the issues that we're talking about. Mm. So it's dope that, like, yeah, you've been able to, like, focus on, like, okay, this is the passion. This is what I'm trying to promote and create, um, which I think is a really smart way to do it. Music.
1: Music. Music.
0: I remember we had a conversation. And, and I, I, it sticks with me. Like, it will stick with me forever because I keep using it as, like, examples when it, it, when it applies. But, like we had a conversation about like being a female musician and how it's like, I'm so annoyed because guys are like, women think guys are so hot when they whip out a guitar and it's like, Oh my God, he's so dreamy. But if I whip out a guitar, I'm like a music nerd or something. It's just not. And I thought about it. I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. Like we have such a viewpoint of like, cause like, yeah, you see a woman that's a musician. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like I look at like Karen O or like different bands. I'm like, Oh, she's dope. It's not very much like, oh, my goodness, she's the most beautiful thing. I'm more, like, impressed. Like, yes. it's not, but, like, guys, like, with a guitar could sing. It's like, oh, it's, like, this it's melting. Wild. It's
1: like all their, like, ugly just goes away. And all of a sudden <laughs> they're, like, Chris Hemsworth or something like that.
0: And it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, that really is the case when you, when you think about it. I'm like, god damn, it's like, there's not the same sexual overwhelmingness of just, like, oh, that's so hot. Like. Like I'm sure, like because you were telling me like in dating experiences, like, oh yeah, I've, I've, I I could sing, I could play these instruments, and guys I are like, I can
1: sing, I can dance, so I can like, do it all. That's
0: that's that's dope. But have you seen Star Wars? Like most of the guys that you are like hollering at, um, so that's like very interesting in a space of like.
1: <laughs> and you told me like if you want to get guys to learn, just watch Star Wars. You got to watch Star Wars. It's
0: super easy. Like anyone that's like, oh man, I can't connect with these men. Just watch one episode of Star oh Wars. God. Say it's your favorite episode of Star oh Wars. My God. Say some obscure character that you like, and guys are that simple. They'll be like, "Oh, sick! This it's girl, I'm gonna marry guy. this woman." It's See, Sam's weird. laughing because he knows it's true. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, "I haven't seen it." I'm like, "Well, you're gonna have to watch an episode of Star Wars." I know Wars.
1: it exists. I've, I think I saw the first.
0: You one. still haven't seen it?
1: I saw the first one. I just was like drunk, so I kind of passed out.
0: Oh my goodness! You got a bay and everything. Have, have you? I have a bay. Have now, your partner so seen this. it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And he hasn't been like, we got to, we got to get this. He knows we there's certain
1: jokes that I don't get, we just kind of uh, we work through it. He hasn't know?
0: sat you down and like, you're not leaving this room until you watch all. No, that's well, he
1: said that about like the Matrix because don't get mad at me. I still haven't seen it. Oh,
0: I don't care that much about the Matrix. I don't know. It's why are you giving me that face? You haven't even seen the it. The Matrix you-
1: is like, I don't know. I feel like everyone. I mean, I don't know. Whatever.
0: Whatever. Okay, it's iconic, sure, but I wasn't like, I liked the Matrix. I wasn't like, oh my god have a matrix t-shirt on and like all that and like no i never made that kind of it's because
1: they didn't try to make 20 Matrix-like matrix like matrix
0: because after the third one it was just what's the point this is awful uh we need to end this now well anyway that's that's you guys need to sit down and watch star wars this okay. is, this is ridiculous. i'm surprised mm. you let this happen for this mm. long we got off track for the music thing but it just wow. shows why me and slorm are friends uh because we could bicker about meaningless things so yeah woman of color doing the music thing and also, I don't even want to like focus too much on like like where we come from and ethnicity and everything else. I think art is just an experience and but mm-hmm. but, I'm curious, like, what is music to you? Like I'm very passionate about music. Yeah. Music is like my why I do everything I do. it's such an inspiration. but I'm so curious of like how did music find you, or did you find music?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting because it's like, I mean, I just love music, you know, mm. I think it's like as an artist, you know, if you find that like something is super hard for you to do and you feel like you can't do it, you know, just try to not do it, you know, just try to not do it and then somehow you'll find yourself going back to it, you know? And it's wow. like that was a quote from my boyfriend. But, nice. <laughs> but um I just like like there's so many points in my life where like music has helped me just feel better or just like feel empowered and like, it's just any, any genre of music. Like I feel good. I feel like it's like a gift, you know, Mm. like to all of us, I really do. And I don't know. It just, it feels weird to not want to be a part of making that, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, there's some quote and I, and I, I try to think of it all the time and I always butcher it. I don't even know where it comes from, but it's like, it goes along the lines of like, music is the proof that we are Deeper or greater than we are, or than we think we are, mm-hmm. and it's just this—the fact that some stranger from the other side of the world could create a noise that gives us an emotional reaction—is exactly, you know? something so like beautiful in a way. Yeah. And it's like, and it and it boggles my mind how that is a thing. Like yeah. I can cry over someone who died 30 years ago that created a song out of a personal moment and these sounds invoke this emotional response. But yeah, it's interesting to kind of like find that deeper depth of someone through that that emotional uh, response, which is, which is pretty phenomenal. But you took that extra step to like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, this is a hobby. Or like, yeah, I like music. But no, you're like, I am going to make music. Oh yeah. What, what mean, was that decision like?
1: I think it's like, it's hard to like, it was just hard to like say, oh, I'm a musician. And not have any music to show people, you know, like Mm -hmm. I did live shows and I think I'm very obsessed with live music. Like I love hearing like the live version of someone singing like my favorite song Mm -hmm. sometimes. Sometimes I like that better than the recorded version. I just, yeah, I just, I think what kept me from producing it for a while is like money for one thing. Mm -hmm. And also I just, every time I heard like a song go from its live version to its produced version, I just felt like it would lose so much. You know, and and there's there's a lot of songs, I think, that still capture that. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's like production is so important Mm -hmm. to like really capture the essence of it. And that's something I've been learning a lot this year. You know, I just, yeah, I think what kind of pushed me was like, I want to do this if I don't have, if (laughs) I feel like to be real for my first project, I was like, I am going to do all of it, everything. Uh I'm going to do everything because I want to know if I'm working with someone who's talented, if that makes sense. So everything you know? from
0: like the producing to like yeah. everything, okay. Yeah,
1: and so I think I'd just been working with a lot of producers for my first DP, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know if they're really helping me. Like I just, mm. I kind, to be real, I kind of felt like, okay, I just played guitar and sang to this, and then you added a drum track, like, I, like I don't feel like mm. you're creating anything, and so I kind of just had to like go back to the drawing board and try to like make sense of what how I was hearing the song in my head and try to put that out on a track, you know? Mm. And I I mean, that's the thing. It's like sometimes you need to be able to like do someone's job to know Mm. if they're doing a good job, you know? But you want to understand that craft a little bit more to know what you're signing up for. Like production, like I didn't know a a thing about it Mm. like a year ago. And so now that I feel like I know something, it's easier for me to communicate with producers. It's easier for me to find somebody who can do something that I can't do. And I'm like, oh my God, I want you to like work on, on this project that I'm doing, wow. you know? And I think that helps so much to like know a little bit about everything. Not You don't have to be a master of everything, you know? But like know a little bit about everything so that you can point out the people who are like really good at what they're right. doing, you know? Right. So yeah, that's why I produced my EP and, like, right, right. and everything.
0: Like, you didn't so let the limitations of what you know, like limit you essentially define you uh, in a way where like oh i don't know how to do these things i'm just going to do it myself to yeah. better understand how it works to better create a better project like that's that's pretty ballsy to do that mm-hmm. you did do it all yourself i remember you had a whole like party
1: and yeah. it was all
0: out and like like the the photos were dope like the the marketing the the whole ep album cover it sounded phenomenal. The, if you guys don't know, you did this in your room, right? You're just like. Yeah,
1: but I, a good mixer is very important too. Okay, so she got <laughs> a good mixer. It didn't sound like that when I had a mixer, but it, it, it sounded close enough, you know?
0: For so long, your narrative of just like, I need to do these things. I need to find the time. This situation happened in my life where I'm leaving BuzzFeed and I'm leaving that nine to five, realizing I don't really want to do a nine to five. Yeah. And then you just took the chance and just made a whole project by yourself in your room (laughs) again this is the moment where like i hype you up i'm like that is extraordinary that is extraordinary and i seen the music video that you did and it was a very high production it wasn't like oh yeah it was nice i'll share it because i'm being nice no it was actually a dope production that i was like she must have so stressed out making this because this is like yeah. really good
1: but i think it's nice because it's like i know what i can do next time like right like i gave myself a budget honestly and i'll be candid like it was under five thousand uh-huh. dollars like i tried to keep it under that i know now what i can do for less i know now what i can do for more you know and so i think all of those things are like learning experiences
0: and you're taking these chances which is so dope because you, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't do anything like this when you were working the nine to five right
1: Well, I was planning. I had already started working on my EP when I was still at BuzzFeed. And I I honestly, I I was wanting to leave, but I think that, like, honestly, being laid off helped because not only did I leave, (laughs) (laughs) but I also got sober. But yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I got a little bit of, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a bad, it's not always like a bad deal getting laid off. You get, there's some it's perks to that, it as I well. I wish
1: I could get laid off somewhere again. <laughs> God, my bank account would be so happy. There
0: you go, and, and but you took advantage of that situation, which is super dope. Yeah. And is there any kind of if you could give any thought process to someone that says, "Hey, I want to take that chance," or "Hey, I don't feel like I know these things, but I want to do them." Like I would love to hear kind of what mindset or thought processes helped you to get to that point of having a whole project that you could hold in your hand yeah. after something like getting laid off.
1: I mean, I think it's like take a look at the music industry now. It's like there's so many people making music now, and mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming, but I think it, it's something that's inspiring because people can just do it. Mm-hmm. Like the power is now in our hands, and we don't have to just be on a label or whatever to make something. And if mm-hmm. people think that that's a bop, if people relate to that – they can listen to your music. You can put your music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You don't need somebody to do that. And so I think it's like literally anybody can make music in their bedroom. I don't care if you have, like, Pro Tools or if you have, like, what is it? Like, what was that other one that was kind of danky? GarageBand or something? Or Garage GarageBand yeah, yeah, yeah. or, garage band or yeah. something like that. You know, like, it's like anything. You can just, you can do it, you know? Yeah.
0: And you did it. You literally did it. You made a whole EP in exactly. your room. Yeah. That is but that's yeah. freaking phenomenal.
1: One thing I also did too, sorry, real quick. No, you're I would find my favorite artist and then I would listen to the first thing that they put out, you know, and oh, it's like, Oh, what's up. Michelle Branch. <laughs> I looked Michelle up Goodbye Branch. to You and the version that we know is not like the original version. The other really? version is like a lot more like not as produced, but it kind of inspired me because I was like, yeah, I mean, she started out like just trying to make it happen in a different way.
0: I love that, I mean, I, I do that a lot too, like I, I look at like Issa Rae's uh, Awkward Black Girl. Yeah, uh, what, oh it was so dingy, but Broad I loved it. Broad City, like all these shows that we see are like phenomenal shows. You look at their early YouTube like content skits, it is
1: trash. Exactly.
0: Like Duplass Brothers, uh, they made so many HBO projects, indie films, all that. Their first short films were terrible. Mm. But it's all about the content that you're making and the potential exactly. of that content is is so impactful and important yeah but that's that's so that's so real i there's so many things i want to ask because uh so many you know i want to ask this so based off creating music and everything else and like your family is from from yeah, ghana maybe. your family's from ghana you grew up here being in the music space do you see the diversity there and i'm curious how has that upbringing uh, shaped how you see the world and see music?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that like, my parents, like their version of Ghanaian music was a lot different from like, <laughs> the version that like people who are my age listen to, yeah. you know, like just Afro is like, st- very separate from what my, what my parents listened to. Okay, But I think for me just growing up like, I, I think I just gravitated towards different things. Mm. Like I went to this summer camp that was like a hippie camp. And oh, gotcha. they would like make us learn like 60, songs from the 60s. Like a lot of Beatles, a lot of Janis Joplin, Oasis, like some That's stuff from the 90s. dope. Yeah, what? it was dope. And I loved it. And I think it really it inspired me to learn guitar. It inspired me to grow up loving like classic rock and like folk music mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I think that, like, now i picked up all these other musical influences along the way too, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I don't know, I just, it inspired me to, like, be a musician, but, like, also, like, I, I lean into towards so many different things because, like, I feel like folk and, like, kind of acoustic music isn't something that you see a lot of, like, black people kind of, like, taking over. Now, like, I think that it kind of bleeds into it a little bit more. I Uh. think it's different now, but I think that, like, I felt very weird as a kid being like, oh, yeah, I want to sing this song because, you know, no one, it didn't feel like anyone wanted me to, you know? Yeah. Like, I felt, like, self-conscious, like, wanting to sing, like, something that wasn't, like, a hip-hop or R&B song. You know, and I do love, like r and i do love hip-hop you know right but like i think that like i feel like i'm a blend of those things with other genres of music you and know I, and i
0: think that's what inspires me seeing you perform and like play your music is that it's not what like what society will say you need to play as a, as a black woman mm-hmm. like it's very much stands out on its own with it's it is very folky and it's like oh there's a woman that looks like this that comes from this background that is able to blend these things together and like make this folk music, which is really in, in, important and really rare. Mm-hmm. And I see that like, oh, she must, she's very much a league of her own, but she's still on stage performing. Yeah, That's like, it takes a lot of strength to do that. Like what made you be persistent in the things that you wanted to make?
1: Um, Like performing like constantly? Well, or... it's
0: like saying, oh, why are you doing folk music? You should be doing this, you're black. I right, mean, like,
1: you... I, there's nothing else I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, if I tried to rap, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I couldn't like, picture someone rapping. It would literally rapping. be like your, like, your white friend trying to rap. Like, literally, like, it's that it's that bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I do have a little bit more flavor than that, you know? Yeah. But it's still, like, it's, you can't do things that don't feel natural. You really can't.
0: Mm. That's something real. I, I love yeah. that you said that. It's like, I have to do that that's why there is no other choice because i have
1: to i just i have i like i it's it's almost like a curse in a way. i know i love it i love it it might be easier to do something else but you know you feel like you have to
0: well that's all of us with our passions and things that we want to go for and we usually have that fear and i'm and i'm so dope and i think that's what is so relatable to everybody because they all have that passion or something they have to do i i I feel like we all have this kind of compass in like naturally guiding us to what we have to do and Mm. uh and it's real. Like, it's, it's, we could do other things, but we know so many people that are unhappy doing those other things. Exactly. They're like looking at, like, how's it over there? How's it over there? Not exactly. really looking at their own lives being like, oh, what do I want? Right. What is real to me? What, what, like, inspired me in a younger age? So that's just, that's so dope that you're, you're moving in these spaces and you're, and you're constantly growing. And I see it. I give you a lot of craps, Lauren. You do. You're my little sister. But I always help you. Like, I, I helped you push a cart. Uh, the oh, other day. You
1: just pick one thing I help you help me with. Like, I helped you push I, a
0: cart. I helped you push a cart. Just one somewhere.
1: time, and then I complain about it the entire time. But it's fine. I'm
0: going to, okay. So I'm <laughs> changing subject. I'm hitting you with rapid fire questions before okay. we okay. outro out, okay? So, all right. Fire, rapid fire. Um, what scares you? I think failure. Failure scares you. Yeah. What's What does failure look like to you?
1: I don't know. I think sometimes failure can look like not accomplishing the things that you w- wanted to do when you were like a kid or something but then you kind of grow up a little bit more and you realize that that's not that's not success like su- certain things that you thought were success aren't success mm. yeah and so i'm still trying to like get rid of that fear of failure
0: i feel that you know it's so relatable and real mm-hmm. when was the last time you're proud of yourself non-work related
1: Non-work related. Non-work what does related. that mean? <laughs> so personal,
0: personal life. When was the last time you're like, "Oh, I'm proud of myself" after a moment or situation or whatever else?
1: Someone made me really, really mad. Someone made me so mad, and I handled it really professional. Is that work related again? Well, I don't know. Does Someone it work made really? me really, really mad, and I was so professional about it. And it, it, I, there was a part of me that was pissed because I wish that I had lashed out on them and just like. Gone in, just gone in. But you know, I just, I just moved on. And looking back, I was like, I'm glad that I didn't give them that. You know. Okay. Yeah.
0: I feel that. That's maturity. That's it growth is maturity. That. You know. Yeah. It's like you know, save your energy. You know what I mean? Save That's exactly. Real.
1: Save your energy because some people are not worth it.
0: What's one what word that encompasses you? Oh
1: my god, what word? <laughs> I don't know. One word that encom- encompasses me is like growing growing, growing. Like that's beautiful a
0: <laughs> you're a plant i love it plant. you're in a constant state of growth that's such a good word to have
1: like these That's such
0: a good word okay last question you are uh your last dying breaths and come on come and uh 15 year old Sallom walks in oh
1: what, what are this? the what
0: are the last what are the last two sentences you tell her
1: what episode of... <laughs> what show this just a self-fi
0: podcast we're gonna end it
1: Okay, say that one more time.
0: It's your last it's your last dying breath in your old age and a fifteen year old you walks in and what were the what are the last two sentences you'll tell fifteen year olds?
1: Oh if it was fifteen year old telling me something. No, it's your really, old really, age. Yeah, it'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, Do you have a boyfriend yet?
0: <laughs> Date Josh now. <laughs> Never break up with Why him. did you yeah. let Carl get away?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, if I said something to her, I'd be like, just focus on what makes you happy. Just try to be happy, you know? Just, yeah. we one Focus word? Focus on how
0: to be happy, try to be happy.
1: That's the same thing. Am I supposed to say one word? I mean, it's two sentences. Two sentences? Okay. You, you're you doing great. Be happy. That's so, that feels that's so, beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's and, beautiful and and short. That sounds like something people say on Twitter. You're doing great, honey. You're doing great. <laughs>
0: with that voice and your dying breath you're doing great honey you're You're doing great
1: (laughs) but no yeah i think it's just like you're you are okay you're not you're not weird or anything Mm -hmm. you know you're like perfect and shit.
0: Love him. <laughs> you're perfect and shit this alarm story you are. that's gonna be the title of your biography book you're perfect and shit that's actually a pretty good title
1: it, it's funny because I thought I was such a weird kid and then I grew up and I was like crap I was so normal like almost boring normal I thought I was so weird and unique and I'm like no everyone was like this they were just acting like they were different.
0: Yeah, and that's what made you unique because you were actually weird. You embraced your weirdness, yeah. even though we we're all weird at the yes. end of the day. Yeah. Well, Salorm, I want to thank you so much for being <laughs> here, sharing your music, your journey, your everything. Uh, where can we find you in these digital streets? How can we yes. follow the Salorum journey?
1: I'm out here in these digital streets, guys. You can follow me on Instagram at s e l o r m k. Salorum k. On YouTube, you can follow me at Hey Solorum On LinkedIn, no. Well, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn,
0: yeah. there's my
1: name. Um, what else is there? I don't mean, know if that's if Spotify. Yeah. Solorm S D L O R M. All music platforms. My EP is available on all music platforms. Whether it's Amazon has music, Amazon Music, Spotify, tidal. It's on all of them. So yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. And and I can't think of a proper segue out of this, but uh, either way, I'll uh, yeah. Sick. Later, y'all. Sick. <laughs> so many things to take from that. Her narrative is something that inspires me and it's something dope to see someone, a peer of yours, a friend of yours, go through these big spaces of growth. That like, you may see her in the digital space, you may hear her music, but there's this human being that is still growing and learning things and taking chances and, and realizing to take chance. And I think we all can look at our lives and apply them to ourselves of this negative situation of a layoff or a breakup or something else could ultimately lead for us to finally take those steps and chances, finally pursue our passion, how the negative can ultimately be one of the greatest positives that we can have in our lives, and how to properly turn this digital space as a tool and not let it dictate our self-worth. I want to thank Salorm so much for giving me the time and talking. And if this episode has inspired you in any way or has these episodes inspired you in any way, please share them to a friend, someone you care about, someone who also wants to take a chance someone who also has these passions that they want to connect with someone who's maybe a musician that's in that very much their own lane share it to them let's keep building out this self hype family giving value